Please join me in the prayer for illumination. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit. So as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning comes from Psalm 66. Listen to God's word for us. Praise our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard, who has kept us among the living and has not let our feet slip. For you, O God, tested us. You refined us like silver. You brought us into your net. We laid burdens on our backs. We let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but you have brought us to a place of abundance. I will come into your house with burnt offerings. I will pay you my vows. Those that my lips uttered went, and my mouth promised when I was in trouble. I will sacrifice fat animals to you, an offering of rams, I will offer bulls and goats. Come and hear all who you fear God. I, and I will tell what he has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would have not listened. But truly God has listened. He has heard my prayer. Blessed be God, who has not rejected my prayer removed his steadfast love from me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Ethan, for that beautiful scripture reading. Good morning and happy Mother's Day. This uh, morning's New Testament reading comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 15 through 21. Listen for the word of the Lord. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned, I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will obey, will be loved by my Father and I will love them, and I will reveal myself to them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, use me in this moment to speak your truth. Be present with us through the power of your Holy Spirit. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This passage in the Gospel of John is part of what is known as the farewell discourse. Jesus is preparing his disciples for his departure. 
while Jesus was alone with his disciples. In his final preparation before his arrest and death, Jesus washed the feet of his disciples and they had the last supper together in the upper room. Also during their intimate time together, Jesus predicted that Peter in the near future would deny knowing or being associated with Jesus. A fact for Peter, a fact that was hard for Peter to accept. Additionally, Jesus shared with his disciples the way to the Father, which proved to be another incomprehensible explanation for the disciples, which was evidenced by Thomas' question, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Followed by Peter's statement, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. It was a peculiar time in the lives of the disciples, from traveling with Jesus, experiencing healings and miracles and narrow escapes from authorities trying to thwart Jesus and his teachings, to his triumphal entry into Jerusalem on a donkey. I can only imagine the disciples' heads were spinning with all they experienced as followers of Jesus. It was a difficult time in the life of Jesus. Jesus knew God's mission for him was death on the cross for our salvation. A fate even Jesus wished did not have to come when he asked, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. I praise God for the love, grace, and mercy of Jesus in accepting God's will, the cross, so all who believe receive salvation in his name. Now Jesus explained to the disciples that he must go, yet he would not abandon them because his leaving meant another advocate will come. Confusing, huh? Not so much for us because we know how the story goes. But for the disciples who did not know the future, I cannot imagine how their minds surely raced to understand the meaning of Jesus' words. Verse 15 says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And the first half of verse 21 basically says the same. Those who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. Loving Jesus is an intentional commitment. It is an intentional commitment to follow Jesus and live according to his teachings. Loving Jesus and keeping his commands is about faith. And Jesus called his disciples to be faithful followers. In loving and being loved by Jesus, the disciples had a sense of belonging to the one greater than themselves. Thus far, the disciples exhibited their love for Jesus by following him during his ministry and being students of his teachings. Now, as Jesus prepared to leave them, he encouraged them to show their love in the absence, in his absence, by keeping his commandments. If the disciples really believed in Jesus, to love him and keep his commandments was not optional. All who followed Jesus, all who truly believed in Jesus and his teachings, would put every effort in following his commandments to show their love for him. 
And for loving and keeping Jesus' commandments, Jesus promised to ask God, the Father, for the advocate that would be with the disciples forever. Now the promise of the advocate is conditional. Jesus made it very clear that the advocate is only for those who love him. This is the spirit of truth who the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. The advocate is like no other. Here in the Gospel of John, Jesus announced the third person of the Holy Trinity. This is the spirit of truth. The advocate goes by many names, the comforter, the helper, the counselor, from the Greek word paraclete. It is important to recognize the fact that Jesus will ask the Father and the Father will give another advocate. You might be asking, well, well why is this important? It's important to know that Jesus intercedes for his disciples. Jesus intercedes for all of us. He is the mediator between those who love him and obey his commandments and the almighty God who is the giver of the advocate, the spirit of truth. Now some students of the Bible who know the gospel of John well might be thinking, now wait a minute, in John 15 and 26, as well as 16 and 7, Jesus says that he sends the advocate. You're exactly right. This is not a contradiction, but an example of the inner workings and interconnectedness, also known as perichoresis. The inner workings and connectedness of God, Jesus, and the advocate, the Holy Spirit. This perichoretic relationship between the three persons of the Godhead illustrates the divine dance and the intimate and harmonious relationship between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The three persons interrelate with distinct characteristics, yet with fluidity of being one God. Also, when Jesus spoke to his disciples about the advocate, he assured them that the advocate would be with them forever because they know him, because the advocate is with them, and the advocate will be in them. Conversely, the world cannot receive the spirit of truth because they cannot see him and they do not know him. The world only believes what is tangible. The world believes with the five senses. It can experience only what it sees. You've heard the saying, seeing is believing. If the world can see it, then and only then does it exist. So it is with the rest of our senses in this world. If I can hold and touch it with my hands, if I can smell and taste it, if I can hear it, then and only then is it real to this world. The world lives only for what it can see and know, only for the physical and material, only for what it can touch and feel and taste and consume and think and use. Jesus said to his disciples, I will not leave you orphaned. 
I am coming to you. Orphan was a common metaphor to describe uh, disciples left without their masters. Jesus' promise to return is an assurance that the intimacy of the familiar relationship is not undercut by Jesus' departure and counters any possible perception of Jesus' death as his abandonment of his own. I thank God because Jesus did not abandon us. I thank God that Jesus is present with us through the power of the Holy Spirit, the Advocate. This passage, in this passage, Jesus told his disciples that his time on earth was coming to an end. In a little while, the world will no longer see me. The opportunity for the people of the world to know God incarnate was running out. But Jesus would not leave his disciples without the assurance of seeing him again. You will see me. Because I live, you also will live. The disciples did not know, as we believers in Christ know today, that Jesus would depart in death on the cross and be raised again in three days. They did not understand that Jesus was telling them he would reveal himself to them after his death and resurrection as a testimony of his victory over death and assurance that he is always present. Jesus' death and resurrection usher in a new age with God, an age in which the full mutuality and Intimacy of God, Jesus, and the believer will be experienced. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Jesus said these things to the disciples because he knew they would face trials and troubles after his death. Jesus wanted to prepare them to carry on in the face of challenges and difficulties. He wanted them to focus in on him in the presence of the advocate. He wanted them to know and believe in the ever-present God. Jesus bookends this passage repeating what he said in verse 15, now in verse 21. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And he added, those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Today, Jesus wants for us what he wanted for the disciples. He wants us to love him and keep his commandments so that we can experience his ever-presence and have eternal life. Brothers and sisters, the disciples had Jesus in the flesh. It was easier to love and obey Jesus when he was physically present. But how easy was it for them to love Jesus and keep his commandments after his death? Did they forget about Jesus and his teachings? Did they live in fear? Or did they pick up their cross and live as Jesus taught them to live? Today, we can ask ourselves these same questions. We know how the story ended with the disciples because we have the Bible that tells us so. But what does our future hold? How will our story end? Friends, 
We must love Christ and keep his commandments because he promised the advocate to those who love him and keep his commandments. We must live as people with hope, even in the face of despair. Let's face it, all around us, all around the world, there is reason to be depressed. There is reason to be fearful. There is reason to be filled with anxiety. There are many homeless people in our community. Mass shootings and crime have become the norm. Nations are at war with one another, and storms and tornadoes just keep on coming. But Jesus said in John 13, 34 and 35, I give you a new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. What a different world if it would be if each and every member embraced the command to love one another. There would be no reason for war among nations. Love would uplift each person to feel self-worth, and there would be no suicides. Depression and anxiety would fade away. Homelessness and poverty would be a thing of the past because love is not just a feeling. It's an action. Love would comfort. Love would lend a helping hand. Love would create resources and opportunities for everyone in need. Brothers and sisters, when we love Jesus and keep his commandments, we become more focused on our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. When we love Jesus, he becomes our mediator to God, and we are indwelled by the Holy Spirit. When we are focused on Christ, we are more motivated to pray more often. My father in love always says prayer changes things, and I am a firm believer in that. When you commit yourself to life in prayer, you begin to see your life change for the good. Now, don't get me wrong. Life is not perfect. And Jesus did not say it would be easy. But he did say he would send the advocate. He would send a helper. He would send a comforter. He would send a counselor that would make tough and challenging situations more manageable. He will see you through. I don't know about you, but I would rather live a life with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit than to do life on my own. Also, loving Jesus and keeping his commandments makes us eager to learn more and more about our triune God. Many of our members here are all abuzz about all that they are learning about God in the women's circles, in Sunday school, on the discipleship committee, on the diaconate, as they read and discuss books that testify to the transformational effect on the lives lived for God. And learning all about God is contagious. You just can't keep it to yourself. It's like a toy. You want to show and tell everyone about the good news of Jesus Christ. Finally, friends, we, when we love Jesus and keep his commandments, we have hope for our salvation. Jesus said, if you love me, <clears throat> 
you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth. The, they who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Reach out to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to our God who sends the advocate, the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.